This is a Mortarbox Media Podcast. For more podcasts and to learn how we can help you create your own, visit mortarboxmedia.com. Hey, welcome to the Madison Story Slam podcast. The podcast, well, you know what we do. We hear stories from people about their lives, true things that have happened to them. We're so glad that you've tuned in today. And, uh, you know, we hope that you love these amazing stories. If you could do us a quick favor, hit the subscribe button if you haven't subscribed to the podcast already. And then you can go to iTunes or the Apple Podcast app and leave us a rating and a review there. That helps so much with helping people find our show and get into it. Also, if you want to play a bigger part in what we do here on Madison Story Slam, you can visit patreon.com slash madisonstoryslam, where you can pledge monthly to help support what we do and help us make it even better. And one last thing, if you want to see these stories and many other stories, you can visit our YouTube channel by searching Madison Story Slam on YouTube, or just click one of the story links here in the show notes on this podcast episode. That'll take you to our page. On today's episode, we're going to hear from Shauna Youngdahl about how breaking up is hard to do, especially when you're just friends. But first up, we're going to hear from Graham Callis as he tells a story about getting into a relationship and how it changed him. Upcoming live events, we've got Best Date, Worst Date tomorrow, February 8th at the McFarland Public Library. Then February 16th, Saturday at the Wilmar Center in Madison, Wisconsin. The theme is Scars. March 16th, Saturday at the Wilmar Center. The theme is Courage. And now, here's Graham. Uh, So let me just get something out of the way real quick. Last month, I told a story here. The theme was Breaking Point, and I got to the end of the story, and I could not remember the end of it. And I stood here for a few, like, felt like hours, trying to remember the last few lines of my story, Um, and I couldn't do it. And I think I figured out why, and that's because the end of my story was so insightful and enlightening, humanity is just not ready to hear those words yet. So I still can't remember what the end of that story is, and if I ever do, I will be sure to uh, start the story with with those very important lines. Um, But let me get on to my story for tonight, Uh, peer pressure. The worst thing, the worst offense that you can have in a relationship is to attempt to change the other person. Um, And that is something that I take, I I hold those words very dear these days, uh, but 20 years ago I did not know that, and I am guilty of having tried to pressure into someone that I was in a relationship with to change, and I have also been the subject of uh, being pressured into changing as part of a relationship. Um, And that came at the hands of a girl that I dated in college uh, named Jane. Um, And Jane and I met uh, through a college organization, uh, and she was very much a, uh, she dressed very goth, and if you know what people who dress goth are like, they wear lots of black, lots of black makeup, Uh, they 
she was, they tend to like vampires a lot. She was, I don't know if it was purposely pale of skin or not, but uh, she was as goth as goth could be. I was not. Um, in, in any shape or form. Uh, but, you know, in college, I, and I had trouble with self-identity, and I, I really didn't know who I was, and I just wanted to make her happy. So um, we had only been seeing each other for a little while when she uh, was in my dorm room and said, you need to, you should get more black for your wardrobe and get some flannels and, and you know, that would, that would be great. And I said, I don't, I don't know if I really want to do that. I kind of like the t-shirts, the Ocean Pacific t-shirts that I was wearing at the time. And uh, she said, she looked at me and she said, Grammy Whammy needs more black in his wardrobe. And I was like, oh, she really did say that. She said, Grammy Whammy. She called me that all the time. Uh, and I said, okay, so I got more black for my wardrobe. I bought some flannels. I learned that it's really cool to wear a t-shirt, a short sleeve t-shirt over a long sleeve t-shirt. Uh, bought some Doc Martens. Uh, started, to, started to phase into this goth uh, transformation that she was she was pressuring me into. Uh, I had an earring at the time, and the next thing, their next phase in her plan was, you need to, you should get uh, wear an ear cuff. And I was like, what is an ear cuff? And she, she showed me the one that she had, and it goes on your ear, and then it has a little chain that connects down to the stud. Uh, and she let me wear hers for a while, and then eventually I went out and bought my own. I just, you know, I just wanted to make her happy because um, I thought that if she was happy, then I would be happy. Uh, another mistake that I commonly made in relationships back then. I needed to listen to industrial music. Uh, I was into grunge, like most people in the 90s. Smashing Pumpkins was my favorite band of all time. They still are today. Uh, and so I went further down the downward spiral, uh, and I learned about the beautiful people from Mr. Manson. Um, and the, the next step was, she, she said, I think you should dye your hair red. Now, my hair 20 years ago was a fairly kind of dusty brown, and I really didn't want to dye my hair red. I was really opposed to that, so I kind of resisted. Uh, but she kept putting the pressure on, and then we started sleeping together. And the next thing I knew, I was in a bathtub uh, putting punky color, hair color, into my hair. And when you try and dye kind of dirty brown hair red, it doesn't really go bright red. It goes kind of a rose-colored uh, horrible rose color so it looked atrocious and I was I was not very proud of it uh, and the final thing that she uh, she wanted me to do is she came up to me one day and she said you need more metal and I said but I thought we liked industrial music <laughs> I was already purchased uh, some uh, some industrial music and I thought that's what we were listening to now uh, but if I liked metal, so if she wanted me to buy some metal CDs, that was great. I was, I was on board with that. But that's not what she meant. Uh, what she meant by that was that we would go to the hardware store and buy the pull chain 
that you would see like for hanging from a ceiling fan or from a, a light on the ceiling. And then we would buy washers and nuts and string them on these pull chains, tie them onto our belt loops on both sides of our pants, and attach them down on our Doc Martin shoes. Then we would go to the mall and walk between the food court and Hot Topics. And uh, it was the most embarrassing thing that I have ever done. Uh, and you know how echoey it is in the mall, hallways of a mall. Uh, it was like goth sleigh bells as we walked down. Everybody was looking at us, and it was, it was just embarrassing. Um, so uh, the transformation was complete. I was full goth <laughs> at that point. There were no pictures of me from that time, so let's not go looking for any of those. Um, I did pull together enough courage and willpower to finally end that relationship. Thank you, Grammy Whammy. If you guys felt like that story ended kind of weird, it's one of those things where sometimes our recordings get a little screwed up, so we have to choose a point that makes the most sense to end it. Sorry for that. I just want to remind you that on the third Saturday of every month, that's when we do our live events. And if you can't make it to those, you can go to facebook.com slash madisonstoryslam at 7 p.m. Central Time and tune in to the video live stream. So when we're live at the Wilmar Center, you can watch live on Facebook. Next up, it's Shauna Youngdahl. And just so you know, there's some audio where the battery on the microphone died and I had to change the batteries. It was embarrassing. Anyway, here's Shauna. It is 13 degrees outside. And my car's heat decided to die. But yet it's overheating. (laughs) And I'm just this little girl like, I don't fucking know if it explodes. At least I'll be warm. I don't know. (sighs) Troubling times. So I was going to come here and, of course, tell a story about, you know, one of my relationships that that broke up, that ended. But I'm just thinking back to all of my relationships. And I'm just like... Shana, your streak sucks. Like, you've broken up with people because there was this guy in high school. I broke up with him, and this is going to sound like shit, and I don't agree with it right now, but I dated someone that I broke up with him because all he wanted to do after school was watch The Ellen Show and go to sleep. (laughs) That sounds like fucking heaven right now. What's wrong with 18-year-old me? Jesus. Fucking going through some shit back then. What am I, high maintenance? Did I like Jerry Springer better? <laughs> um, but then it's funny because I'm actually going through a big breakup right now, and I'm like, do I want to talk about that? Is it too sensitive? But we're also both still trying to make it work because neither of us really want to go back on Tinder. So we're like, please, let's just make this shit work. <laughs> This is unhealthy, but I don't want to swipe anymore. My thumb's broken. I have no storage on my phone. So I was thinking about something that I could talk about. And, of course, the theme theme of breakups, right away we're always thinking about, you know, boyfriends and girlfriends that we've ended our relationships with. But I 
would also want to make an argument that those breakups of romantic relationships suck and they're painful and they're hurtful and they're impactful. But I want to make an argument that when you're breaking up and losing just a pure friendship, that that is just as, if not worse, than losing a romantic partner. This happened to me, and I'm sure it has happened to many of us in this room. It happened to me back with a friend that I had in high school. She was my best friend. And when I say best friend, this was one of those people that just accepted you for who you were no matter what. Embraced your weirdness, embraced your character without a second thought, and not only embraced it, but reciprocated it. This was a friend I had who I would go over to her house for lunch every day, and one day, Shauna had a little accident down there during that special time of the month, got it everywhere, and she looked at me and said, let me get you a new pair of jeans. Thanks, Jamie. Bled through that shit, too. Girl's got a heavy flow. (laughs) She still stayed with me. So she was my best friend. We did everything together. And then, of course, after high school, we graduate and we go on to college. My first two years after high school, we lived in Illinois, so community college was a regular occurrence. And so I stayed back in our local um, regional area, and I went to community college while she went away and went to the local four-year, or not necessarily local, about an hour away, four-year university. It was really heartbreaking to me, but it was that sentimental, oh, you're leaving. This is going to be a new bond for us to share, a new, 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 new chapter in our friendship lives and I even remember telling her one night while I was weeping on my dad's back porch I said Jamie when when the moon rises in the sky every night will you promise to look up at it and we'll do it together and so we'll both be looking at the moon together and so that'll be our friendship thing every day so we don't lose touch I don't remember her responding to that text but I believe that she did do that So for the next two years, I continued on to community college. She did her four-year thing. I would go up and visit her. She would come back home, and we would hang out here. Things were going pretty great. Then once my two-year tenure stood up at the community college, and I needed to make my transfer to a four-year to complete my bachelor's degree, I mean, my choices were pretty out there. I could go really anywhere. Not not anywhere. I'm not Harvard material. (laughs) Princeton. Um... And so Jamie called me and said, hey, I know it's about time that you're going to be applying to different universities and stuff. Why don't you come over, why don't you come over to Bleep University and live with me and a mutual friend that we both had from high school. That, that other friend and her were actually best friends. Um, Jamie and I were best friends, but they were also very close friends. Um, and I had known the other girl from high school as well. Come live with us. We need a third roommate, and you can just go to college there. Works out perfect. So, of course, I get into this. Like, I would love to live with my best friend and this awesome other girl. And so, um, February of that year, I do everything. We go and sign this lease, and everything starts off perfect, seemingly. 
Now, something that uh, I hadn't been aware of is that my friend Jamie and then the other roommate and the roommate's boyfriend had gotten into a car accident around the same time before, but around the same time we had signed the lease. The girlfriend, my, the, the friend's boyfriend was driving, got into an accident, totaled the car, and Jamie got hurt. Wasn't a huge injury, wasn't anything totally physical. She was totally fine. She walked away. She went to the emergency room. Everything was fine. But Jamie got hurt. Whole situation happened after that where there was a lot of hostility between Jamie and the roommate. We're just going to call the roommate Henrietta. I don't fucking know. That's a name. Um, Just need to give her a name. So between Jamie and Henrietta, there started to be a little bit of uh, uh, hostility that I wasn't aware of. So that whole summer, while, you know, no school was in session, but we're preparing to move into this apartment, all of this conflict and tension started to begin brewing between them without me knowing. So August rolls around, we start moving everything in. I'm super freaking pumped. It's going to be sleepovers every day for two more years with my best friends. But then I'm moving in, and everything is kind of like walking on eggshells. Like with Jamie, she's kind of distant, and it's very strange. And with Henrietta, like I don't know her that well, but she's very friendly, and she, her and I are starting to become more friendly with each other during the first few weeks of being in school and in the apartment together. So the first month passes by, and things are a little, things are a little weird. Then Jamie finally confides in me that her and Henrietta have been having a lot of tension, a lot of conflict, because she doesn't feel that Henrietta and her boyfriend have treated her very well since that accident. And she, she's very upset with this, and she cannot believe that they've been through that traumatic event, and they aren't sympathizing with her and making, like, making sure she's okay, making sure there's like any uh, apolog- apologies that they can give to her, just being very, um, making sure that she is knowing that Jamie is a victim. Oh, it wasn't that traumatic of an event. They were all involved in it. Why, Jamie, are you making this into such a humongous thing that happened like seven months ago? Everybody is over it. But it was on her mind, and she couldn't get over it. Another month passes by, and Jamie just starts picking fights with Henrietta. Jamie just starts getting nitpicky with everything. She starts, starts slamming doors a little bit every now and then, starts calling her mother on the phone, and starts screaming at her about things that Henrietta's doing. And things just start getting a little bit more aggressive and hostile. And I've never experienced this side of Jamie, so this was very confusing to me. She's always been very helpful, very nice and pleasant. Another month goes by, and she's just blowing up. All the time, screaming at Henrietta. Henrietta doesn't know what the hell to do. She's just a victim. Oh, I thought there was music. Um, she's just, um, I'm like, I, it's, it's angry music now. Horror movie is beginning. Um, Henrietta's freaking out because she's like, I don't know what to do. She's freaking out on me so much, and it's beginning to cause me trauma and beginning to make me very worried for like my safety because Jamie, again, is just running around slamming doors, throwing things, being very aggressive, screaming at Henrietta. Finally, Jamie says one day, I'm moving out of this apartment. I can't be in here. It is awful living with both of you. I haven't done anything. Like, why are you leaving this environment when you have a problem with Henrietta? But why am I becoming a victim of this too? 
And one day I get home from class to this lengthy text message from Jamie that says, Shauna, I understand that you and I have been friends for a long time, but the fact that That's it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's a way to get someone off the stage. Jesus. <sighs> Ruined my pants again tonight, too. Um, so she's sending me this text message saying, Shauna, if you continue to live with Henrietta, we can no longer be friends because I am not going to support you being with her anymore. university because of you. I signed this lease because of you. Now you're putting me in this situation that I wasn't even a part of. I'm not going to get into all of those little details where I can just keep on ranting about how much of a bullshit situation this is. But she ends up coming with two of her little support group members while me and Henrietta are sitting on the couch watching Cupcake Wars one evening to collect her belongings, not speak a word to us to try and resolve it, and leave. You've never been silently broken up with with a friend while you're sitting on the couch watching Cupcake Wars. If you haven't, give it a shot. You'll fucking find out you love Cupcake Wars. (laughs) To make a long, long story short, after that... I saw her around campus and made eye contact with her once and then looked immediately down at her shoes and thought they were fucking ugly as shit. And then one time we did make contact to try and get back in touch with each other and resolve things, try to sort this shit out, because to this day, right now, this was four years ago, right now, she is still one of my best friends in the entire world and I have not spoken to her. She is still one of my best friends in the entire world. But we reached out to each other and we tried to sit down and resolve it. But it was one of those, and I'm sure you can all relate to it, it was one of those texts where it's like, hey, haven't spoken to you in a while. Would you like to get together and go to like Pizza Hut or something and talk about this? You're like, yeah, sure, I guess that sounds, that sounds good. I'd love to see you again. And then nothing else kind of happens. You actually don't meet Nothing, no other communication happens because it's like, sure, you'd like to see each other, but you, it, it hurts too much. And you know nothing good is going to come out of it. And everything is kind of at peace now. Because you know why? There's always going to be Facebook stalking. Thank you. Hey, big thanks to both Shauna and Graham for sharing their stories with us on this episode of Madison Story Slam. One last reminder for those of you in the Madison area, we have an event happening tomorrow. We're teaming up with the McFarland Public Library. That's tomorrow, Friday, February 8th. We'll be in McFarland at the Public Library for a special Story Slam with the theme, Best Date, Worst Date. So come on out and share a story about that theme. Anyway, and then on Friday, no, I'm sorry, Saturday, 
February 16th at the Wilmar Center. We're back at our regular scheduled slot, and the theme then is Scars. It's the third time we've done that theme, and it's always fun. It's our most requested theme. And then March 16th, Saturday, March 16th, again at the Wilmar Center, the theme is Courage, and it's going to be a great one. That's the first time we've ever done Courage. So, we hope to see you there, and if you can't make it, remember, you can tune in at 7 p.m. at the third Saturday of every month on our Facebook page for the video live stream, and uh, we would love to interact with you there. Check out our YouTube channel and uh, all that good stuff. We've got something special to announce very soon. Not yet. We'll get to it soon. Don't worry. And as always, I love you.